Welcome to Relationship. I'm Stacy, and I'm Oha. Hi, hello, sweetie pie. Oh, oh your I like smile it. looks beautiful. Thank you. I'm getting a tooth pulled tomorrow, so <gasps> I'm going to make room for even more. Nope, I was going to say dig in my mouth, but I don't mean that. You don't because you're not on that track right now. Right? I'm not on the track. It's okay. I mean, I think the track left the station without me, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'm getting a tooth pulled because it's ugly. Yeah. That's the yeah. only reason to get dental work. Yeah, and I'm like, ew, gross. No, it's cracked, actually. Yeah, ouch. I went to one of those, like, you know, brownstone dental, you know you got it, like, type places. Yeah. And they did bad stuff. They did bad. And so now I'm going to go somewhere nice and get it just pulled right the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I go to this place called Latin World no, for you don't. doctor checkups. Yeah. Is that real? Mm-hmm. It's literally called Latin World. Wh- and it's like, it's me and then, like, a bunch of like construction guys. You're lying right no, now. I swear to God. It's, How stereotypical. It's like, it's like 20 or 30 bucks. I get a quick checkup. You know what I mean? Where the is The doctor's it? very nice. There's a few of them around. There's one in Latin world. world. Yeah, it's just called Latin world. That's crazy. And it's a party in there. A fiesta. A fiesta. Yeah. It's oh, a party no. in there. It's, um, everything is very colorful. Uh-huh. There's day old, no, week old candy. Okay, week, sitting in different. A week old candy doesn't seem that bad, actually. I think candy okay, lasts a lot I, longer. I started with day, and I was like, "That's not old enough." And then Are, I said, "Week." Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with week. But I maybe year you mean to two old candy. So yeah. it's like February Valentine's candy, but you still got the Halloween stuff. Exactly, out. exactly. It's okay, old candy. I'd still eat it. Yeah, you okay. know when chocolate goes bad, it's not really bad, but when chocolate goes bad, it starts to lighten in color, and it gets very crumbly. So instead of being like a texture that holds together, when you eat it, it crumbles and it's very light colored, like fossilized looking. And I've eaten a lot of that. So that's how okay. I know. Okay. Thank you. I uh, will not turn it down. No. I, I was, <clears throat> when what? was the last time you turned down chocolate? Last night. Okay. So I turned it down only because I knew that I was going to eat macaroni at home. Mm, okay. You want to leave space for the good stuff. Uh, I did a, a show last night that Britt Vasacek put mm-hmm. on called Sell Your Body and it was chocolate edition. I don't know if chocolate was paying her to advertise for them, but there was a lot of chocolate there. The chocolate lobby hit Britt Vasacek the up chocolate. and was like, hey, mm-hmm. we need to penetrate that comedian market and mr hershey's yeah um so i told a story about chocolate there was like chocolate there some lady had made like goodies and stuff and people were eating the brownies which is my favorite food group yeah certainly my favorite dessert and they looked good but i didn't have one i refrained i don't know why i was drunk yeah which is ripe for the eating for me yeah for sure but no i didn't have any so i did say no to chocolate yeah um, but it's not often that I will. I'd rather say no to like a sour candy or like a Skittle type thing. Okay. I don't need that. You know? Chocolate is hearty. 
Chocolate. You know where chocolate comes from? Um, cocoa. Yeah. Have you ever seen like a cocoa like Never. seed? There. So basically, you crack it open, and it has like a very sweet, fruity, odorous kind of smell. Fresh. Odorous. Odorous. An odorous smell. Odorous Isn't smell. Like the same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. But odor. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And so it's like this like kind of Tetris piece puzzle inside of these different seeds that are like bright white. Oh. And they have like a wet fuzz. That's the white chocolate. No. Mm-mm. Oh. It all it, no. Um huh? they so it's all chocolate. It's all brown. What they it do, just chocolate on a tree? Yeah. It comes it's a fruit off of a tree. And a you fruit? Crack, yeah, it's a fruit of the tree. And you crack it open, it has the seeds, and they grind the seeds down. Uh-huh. They're very bitter and dark. And mm-hmm. then slowly like they start no. adding sugar and they start adding um milk. Okay, because what kind of a dream world would we live in where chocolate grows on trees? That's and you like walk around. You're like we live in it. Like yeah, yeah. But you have to like make it. So that's amazing process. I was kidding about the white chocolate. I do know that that's not true. I don't know how you make white chocolate, but I think you just put white flavor. And I don't know. I think that's how they make white children as well. I'll eat. um, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Actually, thank you, Jesus. Yeah, Jesus makes chocolate and Mm -hmm. children. That's right. Well, okay. I love chocolate. The food, though, if I'm going to be honest, look, this is a hot take, but yeah. I'd rather have like salty carbs, sustenance, bread, yeah, than chocolate or the candy. Then me too. This is I'm fat. Like okay, so I went to H Mart. Oh, is honey, amazing. no, you're not. No, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's oh, not a big deal. Huh. You're I, not fat. You have a pretty face. Oh, thank you. Fuck you. That's what people say. Thank you. Fuck you. That's how I interact with people who yeah. do that. They're like, you're not fat. I'm like, yeah, I'm fat. Why are you saying I'm not fat? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, so I went to H Mart and um, I had all this, like, all these like awesome goodies in my um, in my cart. And the lady who's checking me out goes like, oh, that's good. At least you're you're now you're eating uh, fruits and veg like fruits and vegetables. She said that. She you. said that to me. She, I've never seen her before in my life. And uh, I was like. That's actually, that's what I eat. I eat produce and I eat meat. I just eat a shit ton lot of it. Yeah. Did you say that to her? No, I didn't respond at all. I just kind of said, okay, thank you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I am. I've had the most blatant stranger person telling me like about my weight mm-hmm. was a woman that I worked with and she would always comment about my chubbiness or fatness you know and because back then I was more chubby than fat now Mm -hmm. I'm just obese and um she would always comment on it she would tell me what they would say in China about me she would um well they would call me Pan Mei Mei which is like fat sister um she told me that actually in China they would love it because I'm so fat and that means that like I'm so rich I can eat so much and I would um sorry I have like a I'm parched. Um, But she would do that. And then she bought me a book on like weight loss. And then she would like invite me to work out all the time. Is she my mother? (laughs) Is that, did you meet you? Because you do my mom's hair. I think at some point all moms are the same. Mm -hmm. I think so too. I told you the story about how when my mom saw me in a thong, she was like, oh, Stacy. Um, Because it had been a while because I had moved out and she'd come over to my house and I was wearing a thong underwear. Stacy. Oh, Stacy. Like just okay. <laughs> yeah, I've always I've always been fat. If you find my baby pictures like as soon as I got to like choose my own food or something, 
and like could walk on my own, I was like bigger than other kids immediately. Just, I look like I ate somebody my size just <laughs> since I was a child. After the age of seven, it just was all downhill. Busting out. Literally. Yeah. Of things. Busting out of things. Um, so something I want to do is, do you want to read these? Um, we, we should introduce our guest, but I want to read some... Some of the reviews. Yeah, we'll introduce the guest and then we'll read the reviews together. Okay, you do it. So everybody, please welcome to the stage. Yeah. Um, A Houston musician, a general awesome guy, theater actor, and now an official full-time artist. Not a lot of us get to say that. Everybody, Greg Cody. Hello. Hi, Greg. Hi. Um, People would recognize you from Garbage Island. Yes. If they have kids. Uh, Plays such as Garbage Island. Yeah, I I do Garbage Island. I'm Garbage Man Joe, the host of a uh, sometimes weekly sketch comedy show for children at the Rec Room, uh, which we are all well acquainted Mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. And um, I play in a band called Greg Cody and the Real Life Friends that play sometimes. Are they your real life friends? They are, in fact, yeah. Okay, no enemies are in there. Not in that band, no. Um, Yeah, and then I do uh, theater. I perform with various theater companies around town. Okay, and... um, Excuse me. I'm sorry, it's so loud now in me. Okay. You know what, guys? I'm going to be honest with the listeners right now. This is... Uh, like a show we're producing it and you're just you just heard like a back like a behind the stage thing what was it called yeah behind the scenes greg was too quiet we're too loud like usual yeah so i just imagine people in their car being like uh what uh what you know (laughs) um so greg uh, I want to read these reviews because you said you left one. I think I did. I feel like I did that. We're trying to encourage people to leave iTunes reviews for us. It helps our ratings and, you know, whatever. So I want to tell everybody right now we have 16 reviews. Wow. 15 of them are five star, which is very kind. One of them is one star. Who are you? (laughs) Yeah. Who are you? Show yourselves. Say it to my face. Exactly. So um, this one, and you know, I don't know why people pick fake names to leave reviews, but maybe they don't want people to know what they listen to or something like that. This one is from Jabroni Balboa. That's a solid name. Right? So this is kind of suspect, but I believe them. Uh, It's titled Hot Women Talking About Being Hot at... And then it cuts it off, actually. Okay. Wholesome content, but not prudish. Racy, but not tacky. There are the Marilyn and the Jackie O, the mistress and the wife. Wow. They speak their mind, but they don't yap like when I'm trying to watch a big sporting match and they're clamoring in the kitchen making Totina's pizza rolls. Trademarked. A show for women by women, and I would know I'm a man. So do we think that person's a man? They said they were Jabroni. I think Jabroni's a man. Jabroni's like a I very he's like a funny a guy who's doing that thing real hard, where he's like, "I know what bad guys are like." Uh huh. Yeah. And they he, do the bad guy joke real hard. To, yeah, to I liked show it. The opposite. So um, <clears throat> there's a lot. Somebody says there. Um, this person's name is Quartergertelu. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this podcast, but not just for the abundant laughs. It's like overhearing intelligent, funny people at the next table having a rich, unapologetic conversation about interesting things. 
asking great questions, getting to know each other. I get to hear the perspectives of people whose intelligence I respect. At the end, I always feel like it was a great hang sesh. Anyway, thanks, good women. Keep it coming. I love that. That's um, nice. Somebody just really, uh, Pat from Houston, great show, funny, it, to the point. Yeah, I like Pat. Um, so the one-star review was not reviewed, it's just the rating. Ooh. So They didn't uh, give us a review at all? No review at all. Um, so we just got one 46 hours ago, so I feel like this is, is ripe. This says, by Tejano Jim. Okay. One of Jim my f- like a place you work out, or Jim like a person? Jim like a person. Okay. Stacey and Oha have great conversations, great guests. That's you. And very frank talk about sex, relationships, drinking, Houston, and all that. <laughs> drinking. Um, this is one that I'm a little concerned about. This is actually, um, this was left on September 1st by Aloha Oha. Okay, yeah. Official first review. And then quotes, they made me laugh, but they definitely aren't hot enough. That's you, Oha. I did. I just said that. You reviewed your own podcast. Mm -hmm. Right when we started doing it. I was like, you know what? Let's get the ball rolling. (laughs) I always am the first one to like my own Facebook comments. Same. I'm like, oh, you, you like love your yourself. Own? Absolutely. I've Stacey. never noticed that you do that. I don't Stacey, like my own I wait Facebook until comments. at least 10 or 12 people have liked it, and then I like it. I don't like my own Facebook comments, but I will absolutely sometimes be scrolling through Instagram, and I'll see a thing I posted, and I'm like, hell yeah, self, and I get really excited about and it. And you I'll, actually like it. I will act, double tap my own Instagram photos. Oh, yeah, Greg Y'all Cody. Are embarrassing me. Self-love, so important. Um, that's your form. Hey, you know what? Fuck, who am I to judge? Oh shit. Um, okay, Greg. Well, that's all that's the end of that segment of mm-hmm. reviews. It's not really a segment. I just wanted to read them because sixteen is an important number. Sixteen you're driving. Sixteen you're becoming a woman. Like you've banged three or four times at this point. What? Your name is Tina and you were my best friend in high school. Okay. <laughs> Tina getting it. Putting I Tina certainly wasn't. Um so <clears throat> Greg, you're a Fan, you said. I of am. Show. Yeah, I I do actually listen to the podcast whenever you guys release one. What do you think? What did you think was going to happen when you came here? I didn't know, to be honest. I've been I've been weirdly nervous about this because I like the podcast and like I kept having either like thoughts about like you're in the hot seat, we're going to grill you, or Ooh. like I thought that like. We just have like a weird talk about penises, mm-hmm. and I, I don't mean weird isn't like it's not okay to talk about penises, but just like I had no just to talk about weird penises. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. and like I I just had no the the thing is is one of the things to write my own review that I like about this podcast is the topics they they range so broadly, mm-hmm. and I did I have like Charlie Brown syndrome where like I'm always like I think people like me but they're probably just being nice about it. Like, I'm totally that person. And so I was like, what in the world could they have possibly wanted to hear from me on this podcast? And so, like, it just, the the full gamut of shit I might be able to talk about was just going through my brain. So I you're had like, no I idea. have things. I have ideas. I will say your I apartment have... is exactly as I imagined it would be. Really? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, no, but... it's, it's cute art. It is... It is sparsely but 
well curated. It's it's okay. sparsely decorated, but well curated. Uh, Oha has um, taken the lead on the art, the gallery walls, as she you know puts it together, and she does not accept suggestions. No, <laughs> um, I'm very headstrong on design. <laughs> You're I great trust at it. my own voice, and I will take it to the end. You're great at it, uh, Greg. I um, <clears throat> you said that do people like me? Will they grill me? I do come off that way. Mm. I definitely come off maybe intimidating or I don't know if intimidating is like a good word to use. Maybe people just don't like me. I don't know because I'm off-putting sometimes, (laughs) uh, which is fine. It's how I've always been. Fat and off-putting. I try to tell people that's that... That's the name of my book. Don't take it. Fat and off-putting. Okay, mm-hmm. I won't take it. This is this is usually... Because I had to learn to Don't know this me. about... I won't. Uh, I had to learn <laughs> to know this about I Stacey. cannot handle it right now. <laughs> but she... Uh, there were moments in life where I thought that she was grilling me and questioning me because she, like had like some bad intention on the back end and sure. like wanted to know what I was actually thinking or she didn't believe me. But really she just grills people. She mm-hmm. just asks one question after another, after another, after another. I just feel like it's the thing I, I enjoy the most about both of you is I feel like you have no time for bullshit. And so you just like cut. It's like, all right, if we're going to talk and pretend that we're friends right now, I need to know if I need to keep talking to you. What's and amazing I appreciate is, that. I feel like it's all bullshit. On the, like, <laughs> people are listening going, bullshit. Um, I, I, don't, I didn't know that it was grilling until I got older. My family used to say to me, because I would ask you a question, and then I might answer it and then ask another one. So before you even get to ask a question, like maybe you're married, you just got married. I and did. so I would say something like, did you and Elizabeth date long before you got married? Oh yeah, you. Pro- I think you did it. Like I, I noticed like a year or something. But then was it weird to like propose? And then I would just have the conversation. You would have the talk. And my family's like, stop! Like the, my whole life, hey, you ask a question, then you answer, it, then you ask another question. Like so, it's always been like rapid succession. Succession for me is that how you say that word? I think yeah. both was good. Actually, succession. Yeah. A, a, a C-section. A C, yeah, rapid C-section. Rapid just right back to back. Quick. Yeah. Quick. One. Slice in and out. Them, another one. Dice Boom. Them, get out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't know it was grilling until I got older, and so since I do hair, yeah, I learned this thing in Dell Carnegie where you um, to create a conversation. That's important especially when you're doing hair, but in business or something like that. Sure. So they give this visualization of like a house and you imagine the house and then um, in the house is like a window and somebody's waving and and then you, on the chimney is an airplane and it's like teetering and then there's like a, you know, so it builds this thing up. It's a and so, Dali painting. Well, what it's supposed to teach you is like, where do you live? Who do you live with? Like, so that person is your family. The home is where you live. So it builds, what do you like to do? Do you like to travel, the airplane, Got it. tennis racket, all of these things? So you build this uh, visualization up so that if I'm sitting with you and I'm like, I don't know what to say, I could be like, what part of town do you live in? You know, like, Got who it. do you live there with? Uh, oh, my God, have you been to this place? Do you like to travel? You know, whatever. I can make a conversation happen with you. Sure, yeah. Well, I just have like, I, I'm lucky I don't have crazy eyes. Because no, I don't. will ask it so fast and just really get to that, you know. Sure. What do you care about? Um, and it pretty just, quickly, it just yeah. makes people uncomfortable. Um, but it's, I think it's adorable to me. Um, I think so too. Yeah. I think you're very good at cutting it, kind of like the hardest stuff, which it yeah. just falls into That's like what the I was bullshit. Saying. And like, I think that 
I, I enjoy... Uh, my mother is a woman who doesn't deal well with bullshit. And mm-hmm. I don't even mean, like, bullshit is a negative connotation necessarily just like the extra nonsense of conversation yeah she's not into that yeah and like i because of that my my pops was in the navy for a big chunk of my youth and he would go six months in six months out and i'm still very close to my dad like he wasn't like an absent part of my life but i spent a lot of time with my mom and her friends Mm -hmm. so interacting with uh uh female people or like people that present woman has never been a strange thing for me because mm-hmm. it was my entire youth was just with my mom and her friends and stuff. And so, yeah, like strong women. They were like that her. I meet, I'm always really attracted to just like on a personal level. Like mm-hmm. I always want to go talk to those people who seem like they're just like the women at a center of uh, the woman at a center of a room who's just like, what are you doing? I need this. <laughs> like, <there's> like, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> what are you doing? I need this. Yeah. Uh, that's why I asked you. You didn't know why we asked you on the podcast. I asked you because you are a friend of women, but you're not weird. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. You've never been weird. It's like my whole goal. Yeah. It seems that we get that a lot that men are worried about being uh, coming off as creepy or mm-hmm. weird. But you never had ones. I met you at Rec Room and I didn't know at first about Elizabeth, but I never thought that you were inappropriate or strange or something. Cool. Never crossed my mind. And um, then I found out about Elizabeth and I was like, oh, it did maybe make me think, oh, that's so interesting. He's really close to women because you, you are surrounded by women at Rec Room. Yeah. And so. Strong, intense women. But then I met her one time and I was like, oh, that's interesting. She must be really relaxed but then the more i was around i was like oh well he's not like trying to fuck anybody no except her i guess yeah good job but yeah (laughs) yeah trying to fuck my (laughs) wife (laughs) it's good stuff um so yeah that's why we asked you on is because you're our buddy who's not a fuddy duddy so i have something (laughs) i have something that i'm like curious about like i don't i deal a lot with women too like um, dating one, like I just spend the majority of my time around women mm-hmm. and I struggle to kind of understand men. I don't really like, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't connect with them as much and I am especially, like at one point or another I was like, do they have all the same emotions that we do? Sure. Like do they, do how do they feel things? Is it so different than how I feel things um, that Sometimes they seem alien to me. And I'm curious because I've sort of started putting myself out there in terms of like trying to find different guys that I could be friends with. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Be your friend. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Because I I don't understand them, I feel. Or I have never really felt close to dudes um, in my life, I guess. I don't know. I mean, maybe you could shed better light on that. I think that. Yes, he's different than us. Like, you're the man in the rooms, other sure. than my cat. But, um, yes, he's different than us, but I think maybe the ones you bond with, you just talk about your emotions the same way. Like, maybe they won't understand completely, but <clears throat> meeting every jabroni out there <laughs> might be, that's a callback, that's okay? Um, might not be, like, a bonding moment, but there's tons of dudes that we know, I think, that when given the chance... Are coolish. 
ish. Yeah, sure. I wouldn't say that they're not cool. I just I'm curious about and and you mentioned this before the podcast, but I'm curious about how they relate to people in their lives. Like when I hang out with you guys, like I understand your base emotional level. Like I really feel like I understand women and like I um and like whenever there's an insecurity or something, I can really identify with a lot of it. But with men, I just I'm I'm just I just feel like I'm in the dark. Like Do you I'm think not, we're that different? I don't I, I think um the the actual like I don't think we're that different. I think the experiences that we go through in life are drastically different and that colors everything. That's what I have learned from like talking with women and and doing my best to listen to the things that women tell me is it's not that we're so different. We have a lot of the same base emotional s- states other than I don't I don't know chemistry actually, but like from what I understand there is slight differences in brain chemistry, but I don't know if that's real mm-hmm. or not. But like it it's the experiences that condition men and women differently and like, you know, conversations about like privilege and, and sexuality and those things. And that's like the biggest thing I've learned. And that's one of the things for me with women is I've had so many women who have told me stories have been like, I talked to this dude at a bar and he did this fucking thing. It was the worst. And I was like, fuck, I did that like two days ago. Uh And so like listening to women tell me about shit that is awful for them Mm -hmm. and then like going back and examining my own that's how you feel like you're able to be so close with them. That yeah, is <clears throat> I think that's what's really important. And also my a big part of it has always been the way that my mom talked to me at a young age about mm-hmm. a lot of things, my comfortability with sexuality and um uh like gender expression and like all those different kinds of intricate aspects of you know, love and relationships and things. My mom was always very upfront with me when I would be like Mom, what is this thing? And she'd be like, well, like, and she would, she's a nurse. She's been a nurse for the majority of my life. And she was always very medically correct Mm -hmm. and also very upfront with me. She talked to me like I was 21 since I was like five. I just like to imagine Greg in junior high, like, hello, I would like to talk, touch your breasts to like a girl in gym class. Can I put my fingers in your (laughs) full I would like to touch your, touch your labia majora. I I love that. (laughs) Cool, Greg. Uh, Greg. Your cervix seems inflamed. (laughs) Have you? Well, see, that's the thing is, I still definitely made horrible dude decisions. Uh Like, I absolutely have made women cry because I was like a shitty boyfriend. Like, I Mm -hmm. definitely, I don't, I will never ever claim to be like I'm a good dude. I'm a good. I'm above all that bullshit because it's I'm not. It's I've done stupid shit. Like, but it's. I feel bad for you in a way because you're, if you're around us enough, you do kind of represent. Right now, we're asking you to represent men. We're like talking about this, but they are all different. Like, we should give men the credit of being so so different. There's many different types. I, what you say about, I did that two days ago, and this girl saying it's the worst. That's really confusing. You're never going to fix that. No. Because it's a sliding scale per person, right? Yeah. I, you could say and do really shitty things and I'll laugh about it. Right. But somebody else is very offended. Like, and I think, I think that has to do a lot with like getting to know, that's one of the other things is like getting to know people quickly. You need to know where you're at. Yeah. Like I didn't, I don't know that we hug regularly when we see one another. 
Maybe not. And it's not because I don't want to hug you, but it's because we have not crossed that affection barrier yet. That's surprising for me because... Like, I'm a super affectionate person. Yeah. I kiss men and women on the cheek most times that I see them, uh-huh. if I know that that's okay. But, like, every now and then, like, if I go in for the hug and a girl gives me the weird light tap, I'm like, she's not into that. Won't do that again. Like, that's... Oh. Hey, I'm very affectionate, too. I will, like, cuddle with people. I'll, like, touch people, I'll, even just friends. I don't think of it as sexual. I'm like... No, no, no. That's fine. Neither do I, but... All the, my friends kiss. I like, have to understand the lens. It's mm-hmm. like I said with those experiences. Like, that's one of the other things that I feel like I learned is... It's the lens of... It's my cat, y'all. Like, uh, don't, even, <laughs> don't even give them airtime. It's the lens of, like, just because my intention is not sexual and weird mm-hmm. when I go, eh, for a hug, doesn't mean that not but moments ago did some dude who this girl fucking hates go, yeah. eh, and she had to touch that person's body. Like... You just can't, you, you almost can't guess. And guys feel the same way. Guys feel uncomfortable. Yeah. By, no, they're I don't confused think by like what the intention is. That's happened to me before. Um, but you like almost can't guess. You could try. And if she's just like, <coughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and I think you can tell by the tap or the squeeze. Yeah, it's absolutely the squeeze. I, yeah. I tap also, or squeeze it. With everyone, I pretty much go in for a handshake first. Uh-huh. And if I get the... Like, if they were going for the hug, then I'll instantly go to hug, because I'm all about human Oh, 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 touch. oh, hug. Yeah, there's that thing. And, like, I, like, I just, I really enjoy affection between all sexes and genders. I just, yeah, I'm a very just affectionate people. person. Is your family affectionate? Very. Yeah, yeah mine too. We're my huggers. family is affectionate as well. I yeah. kiss my dad on the cheek whenever mm-hmm. I leave. Me and my mom kiss. My sister and I give each other kisses. Like, we love each other. It's very... Yeah. Comfortable. Me and my wife are very affectionate. Like we'll be like doing things in other rooms, and we'll just walk in. And I'll just be like arm squeeze real quick, and then like we'll go away. Like oh, it's that's just. Cute. I no, I think that's fine. I like that. Yes, some people have like a thing where they can't handle it, but they'll let you know. Like yeah, you yeah. gotta let people know. You, there is like a certain degree of people that are like, don't assume you can touch people. But hey, man, like. You got to carve out your own space in this world. Tell somebody they can't. Yeah. Tell somebody you want to. Who cares? I think being very clear with people is really important. That's such a, yeah. And I think it's a hard thing for some people sometimes. People feel hesitant. They don't want to be rejected. They don't want to seem weird to other people. Yeah. Yeah. I know times where I haven't vocalized something that I wanted or desired was because I was genuinely like embarrassed or I felt like they were going to judge me because I didn't want or I did want something at any given time. And then to think about the thing that you were saying, the conditions that surround, you know, how how we're sort of treated or Uh how we grow up, which is, you know, that the whole notion that women aren't really allowed to say no to that kind of affection exactly. as kids. That's like such a thing. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that's like a big thing now. Give your granddad a hug. I Give him a hug. Hate. It's like, I don't want to. Absolutely hate if you, how, who wants to feel like when they're like, hug her, give her a hug. Yeah. Say goodbye to her. And like, your child doesn't want to touch me. I don't want to touch your child now. Yeah. Like, why are you okay. forcing And this? by the way, yeah. a kid doesn't give a good hug. Okay? Not it's often. like adorable because they're cute, but they can't squeeze very well. They don't it's mean not, it. They're not meaty enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's not It's good. like hugging like a weird doll figure. Yeah. You know what so I mean? don't like. But like, that's something I had to figure out from my side of things is like, because mm-hmm. the hug is the appropriate goodbye for me. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, ah, oh, come on. Come on. Yeah, and I then love, like realizing yeah. that that is coming off as 
when you like break that down clinically to what it is, it's like touch me even though you don't want to. Yeah, but the, it's and not... like that having to figure that out. It, Greg, is... if you jump on someone and you tackle them for a hug, that's sure. too far. I'm going to say that to your face. Right, that's too far. Okay. But if you're like, want to cuddle? Like, nope. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah, that's Um, the thing. But I would be like, hug? And they'd be like, nah. And I wouldn't just be like, okay. I'd be like, come on. Like, Oh, you would? And again, my intentions are not, Uh please touch me. I have to touch you. Like, it's not (laughs) that. It would just be like, but hugs are good, right? Everyone likes hugs. Mm -hmm. Like, it was... It's, like it's that like weird It's like you were trying character. to help them get over whatever you ha- hang I up. Guess. You soft exposure therapy. Now I look back on it, it's just like you're just kind of being an asshole. As long as you don't do that anymore, you live, yeah, you no, learn. Exactly. Is that a song? You live, you learn. That's Alanis, That's Alanis Morissette. Yeah. Okay, she's a genius. She's a big time listener. So damn good. That jagged little pill. I liked both of you guys' references. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess my my <laughs> biggest point of contention, just to go back to that whole like the differences between men uh-huh. and women or that kind of thing is like I am yeah I was just always curious as to how how people felt things and obviously it's individual but uh, you know men are conditioned to maybe f- like be less verbal or vocal about how they feel mm-hmm. they're conditioned to like tamper down emotions of like too much joy or too much excitement or too much sadness and then w- and because I'm conditioned to do the opposite, we keep, I feel like I miss, we miss each other. Mm. Like we, we, we get to this point where like I find emotion and the expression of emotion and to be a sign of care and love and devotion yes. and loyalty mm-hmm. and friendship. And when people do not express themselves or do, are not able to be vulnerable, I don't trust them because I don't, I don't know what portions of them they're unwilling to like deal mm-hmm. with. I will say I used to have a thing uh, th- to say that like I'm also really glad that I was very early on conditioned by a very affectionate woman because that's just been my existence. I've always mm-hmm. been very loving in that way. Um, but I also like I've had moments where I'll sort of try and have like the dude talk with like a new bro. Like we're kind of buddies and it's like, so tell me about your sexual past, but not like that. Like, <laughs> what are you into, man? What wow. are your, what's I, your very thing? Very like, natural thing the way you happens. say it. Well, but it's like, it. it's not <laughs> like every, it's not all the time. Like that's not, a, but uh-huh. there are moments where you, you have these moments where either like one of two things, like you'll be out with a dude who you think is cool and you'll hear him say like something not good and you're like Mm -hmm. oh shit he's that guy okay Mm -hmm. but like you'll have this conversation where it's like you know like I had dorm mates and we would talk about the things in our life like past funny sexual experiences or like weird things and I had a roommate who like would never do that with me and like I wasn't trying to push it but like there'd be these moments I was like man you're girlfriend's real pretty have you always dated girls that sort of look like that like is that your do you have a type or like Mm -hmm. what's your thing like I'm just sort of talking about girls and they would always sort of be like yeah you know and it made me feel weird because i was like why don't we want to be buds that way they lack some people lack emotional depth what i would say to both of y'all like especially listening to what you said there's there's a certain point where like your emotional maturity whether you're a guy or girl or you know just with your different girlfriends it's for you like you focus on being emotionally deep and and mature and and realizing situations, you will be around people that aren't. But whether they fill that need for you or don't, I I don't know if it's like a trust thing for me, but it's like a, oh, I see. Like, 
I can't go there with you. Yeah. And so you just kind of are in that different bracket for Mm me. But my, I still will like go there in front of you, you know? Um, I could have that conversation. I could talk about that. And I could even call them out for it. Like asking why don't you talk about these things? Or yeah, what like, your... have you ever thought about that? Like, yeah. because this guy that you're talking about, like, oh, have you ever always dated blondes or whatever? Um, he just has never thought about that. Yeah, I guess. That's so I crazy to me. And I mean, it, we is, were, yeah. it was my yes. sophomore year of college, his freshman year. So, like, formative years still. It's mm-hmm. not like he knew what was up. But it was just sort of this conversation of, like, so what, what's, uh, you, you want, want to talk about that your girlfriend is pretty? Are mm-hmm. we going to not? Uh, all right, good night. Like, it was just like a weird, it just, he never wanted to go there. And like, it, it always sort of felt like this weird uh-huh. still, like we're not very close now. And I don't know that that's like the thing that would have made us close, but like, maybe if I'm checking off, close. maybe, but I'm like checking off boxes of like a spreadsheet of like men I am close to and things we've talked about that's checked on all those other dudes, you know, yeah. like it's, I don't know. It's an interesting. Yeah, I think there's some people that cannot. um, I think that there's people out there that just sit on their couch and watch TV and they don't think about what they said to other people that day. They don't think about, man, this person said this and this made me feel this way. And that's weird. They they don't they don't Google the things that you talked about that they don't know about or look you up to find out more about you. Yeah, maybe. Whereas we all three do that where, you know, my head is going with what I'm talking about. I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look up. I don't know your wife very well. I've looked up all of her social media stuff because I want to get to know people before I can get to know them to their face. Like I'm curious. Sure. Totally. Yeah. And I'm curious about my own self, but I think there's people out there that just aren't, they just, yeah, and that's Don't not even a negative deep. necessarily. It's, it's just their state of being. It's just different than me. Yeah, my si- I've t- I said this before. All of my sister's kids are like that. If you're not curious as a child about your opinions and stuff, then I don't think you're going to be as an adult. And all three of them, well, the, the oldest three that actually have like things to say, they just are not. They don't go. They, there's nothing below um three feet you do know? you think that it's a question of because my parents always similar maybe to your mom they would ask me a lot of questions it was like mm-hmm. and and not like I, I don't think it was like too much it's not like we lived in a super open household but generally speaking but there was kind of meditated in like a there's a, some openness to kind of tavern. different yeah she did do that um to some kind of different ways of thought and just mm-hmm. thinking about yourself and what you like and what you don't like. And I think maybe that's a little bit of where it comes from is like, awesome. but also I, I feel like maybe your family wasn't necessarily I was, like I that. I didn't grow up like that at all. Um, but I, um, I just was like that. Like I just, I just think curious. some people are, yeah. some people will get it from other people. I had ants like that. Maybe that like rubbed off on me. I think some people are just, diving in and some people aren't i'm very naturally precocious from what i understand like uh stories when i was a kid there's a uh i use a handle a lot uh pretty great guy i use it in my music Mm -hmm. and it's my instagram and like uh, and it's because uh i was told that in my youth uh my grandfather used to tell me a lot like you're a pretty great guy like that was his thing he said to me 
And then because of that, I internalized it and I would introduce myself as, hi, I'm Greg. I'm a pretty great guy when I was like really young. Mm-hmm. And I would go around and tell people. That is yeah. adorable. Or like my mom would find me at the park and she'd be like, hi. And I'd be like talking to like a grown man. <laughs> like sometimes like, I think one time she told me I was like talking to a man who like clearly lived in the park. And I was like, this is John. He lives here. And he does, and like I would just talk to people. I was on a train once, and I think I have vague memories of this as a kid. We were going to New York City. I lived in upstate New York for a while. We were going to New York City, and I went to the like Amtrak dining car to get a snack or something. And I was there, what I didn't realize, for like an hour and some change just talking to these two old dudes. And then I came back just like bopping away. And my mom was like, where were you? And I was like, I met a guy. He's a prospector. They still have those mom. Like it was <laughs> like, it was this like whole conversation. And that's always been me is just walking around that's being a- like, what's up? I'm Greg. We mm-hmm. are now friends and it's time to talk. You just got to like, find some way to like hone that. And you have like, you still have these little traits from childhood and you just make them better and more mature. Some people, you know, the the boring kids or something, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just different for us. I, yeah, I struggle. Men, I think, struggle with it more. That's what I was, yeah. Because they're taught, like, you know, don't cry. Like, what do you, what are you complaining for? Something like, be a man. Type thing. The toxic masculinity that is, like, so popular to talk about. People love it. Brings a party up. It does. When you talk about that, (laughs) Uh, so I I think that they they just have it more. Yeah, like women. But I mean, we have the different thing of like bitchiness or something or mean girl shit. It's been hard for me to relate to things like that because the main man in my life is my dad, Mm -hmm. and he was always very like he had a real piece of shit for a family. Mm -hmm. Just in general, like I do not know any of them. Have never met a one person on my father's side of the family. Wow. wow. Because my dad was like, mm, bye. Like, was just gone. Did not want to deal with it. Very close with my mother's side of the family. That's like our whole thing. But, um, yeah, like, I, I don't know my dad's side of the family. But my dad, he, to borrow, like, a weird sociological term like he broke the cycle uh-huh. and he was always like if you got to cry you need to cry that's very important he's like if this is a thing you love we're going to help you do that thing you love like that was always what it was and so it's always been a difficult thing for me to relate to when I hear that like you know you got to like the very early on like going mm-hmm. into school and like meeting dudes who were like phrase you know like man butch up. up and yeah like butch shit up. like that's that that's a lesbian way to say it that's yeah, when, i like telling guys to be butch that's yeah. when to, that's really good i like that um but like that was always a weird thing for me to relate to cuz mm-hmm. i had always been raised in such a like are you sad man yeah why don't you just tell people you're sad mm-hmm. and i just didn't understand why they wouldn't do that amazing like, how your dad did that that's that's the stuff i'm really interested in mm-hmm. is how we break the cycle yeah it is such a stupid saying but it is so true it's just it's exactly correct though like yeah. it sounds so mm-hmm. so he cliche, was born exactly i think that right. that's like it's the he biggest was just leap. born different it's the biggest leap it's something good. inside you is yeah. just how it's going to be and you get away with it thank god um uh the t- not relating to it. I will say this. I think it's very important that we empathize mm. and try to understand people that cannot deal with their, mo- like the toxic masculinity, the mean girls, the people that are systematically different than us. Very important that we empathize with these people because they could, that 
that like negativity, I think the negativity spreads unless you understand it. So to me, toxic masculinity could ruin, could have ruined you in high school, like beating down on you or, or berating you or something. But when we like choose to, you know, see the person as they are or something, I don't know. All I can say is I think it's just very important that we try to understand where they're coming from, not accept where they're coming from, sure. but like see it for what it is, especially as women. Like I have to be able to note what toxic masculinity is so that I can like identify when a man is like putting it on me or, or doing stuff like that. And then I can get away from that or, um, get myself, you know, kind of protected from it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I like the idea of like empathizing and the idea and then I agree with it. Um, there's also this sort of side of me that is like, um, you know, your dad maybe was that way up until a point where he decided not to be that way. Very well or, been, yeah. you know, his circumstances could have very easily led him to be the type of person that kind of inflicted that same kind of behavior onto you. Sure. But he had something that caught him, that bumped him off of that rail. Now, what what is that thing of breaking the cycle? Is like all these people that we're talking about that are being toxic or that are being bitchy to other women or that are just fucking up in general. Like mm-hmm. maybe those people need people who can help them get bumped off the rail. Not, I'm yeah. not saying that it's our responsibility, mm-hmm. but I think that that is where the empathy and practicing that can come in, yeah. which is like they're on this path that has been basically put onto them their yeah. entire life. They're the, and maybe they didn't have the sort of like, um, you know, I think artists, it happens a lot that when you're an artist or when you want to make art, you visualize yourself a lot more in the world and you think about expression in a different way. And maybe those people that are kind of boring, it's a combination of people who don't think about uh, those emotions as much and then are also conditioned to be toxic in different ways. Mm. So it's a, I think it's like a, like a multi-pronged thing sure, that I, we're creates all, people so like that. There's horses of all colors yeah. here, you know, it takes all kinds to create this crazy world we live in. It's wacky, wacky world. I think that, um, I don't, I would be careful to like empathize that much. Our, you said it's not our responsibility. It is not my responsibility. Yeah. And in fact, I would believe most people don't change, especially by 30s, where, which is the age that we are. Um, they not changing. But like that thing that bumps them off is something that happens younger or something, whatever. It's not they my responsibility. They learn a hard lesson. I will be empathetic. I will understand where you're coming from, but I will draw a hard boundary of what you can put on to me. I yeah. think so. What yeah. I will, what I will absorb Except, from you, absolutely, I or think put up with. Something that's been really interesting to move it to, like my recent marriage, is bragging. Elizabeth and I have sort of had this really interesting, like a few talks, like in our engagement. Is okay, we get to start our own family now, and so we get to take things that we like and remember things that we do not like more like okay this is our correct this is our right yeah um oh my god it's so exciting it's, it's exciting. like building a house from scratch it's it's really interesting though because it's it's this sort of like we also get to decide i something that i think it started with my mom but it's a big thing for me is like uh the accepted timeline is my least favorite social construct uh, in the sense of like, by this time, you need to have accomplished these things. 
And by this time, this is what your job is now. You don't get to do a new job after you've done this job this long. Like those kind of things, it's my least favorite thing. Did your mom put that on you? Is she like, Greg, you're an adult. Like you can't. No, no, no. I'm saying I, she did the opposite. She started like, I was preparing to be a history major all the way up until like right before I started applying to schools. And I was like, I think I want to do theater. And she was like, yeah, fucking do that then. Like it was that kind of thing. And so oh, I see, I see. You see what I'm saying? Like, or you like should be married people, with kids by thirty. Exactly. You should have. You should have your career like, and your. I've been with this person for so long. I feel like we should really work it out. But this is terrible. I'm like, are you deeply unhappy? Yeah. Then fucking bounce. Like uh-huh. it's just. I see what you're saying. I guess I struggle because if you're if you have a child, I don't know if you're gonna have children or not. But say you have a a a girl, and by thirty she hasn't decided what she wants to do. She doesn't know what she wants to do. She sure. doesn't. She hasn't headed towards anything. Is that is that a bad thing to be like? Hey, I think focus. as long as you are making concrete steps to be a happy person in your life, yeah, I guess that's true. And you're not hurting. Like if you are depressed in such a way that it, I, I mean, depressed more as the colloquial version, not mm-hmm. like the clinical depression. Mm-hmm. If you are like in such a way that you are just down. And you are choosing not to make any kind of movement in any direction. That's not good. Yeah. But I think, like, if you want to be a, like, just picking a job that is often regarded as, like, a placeholder job. If you want to be a Starbucks shift manager Mm -hmm. forever and you are happy there, and it allows you to do the things in your life that you want to do... I agree. ...then fucking be a 50-year-old Starbucks shift manager and do that. I agree. Those kind of things. I think as long... uh, First of all, I've said this many times. I hate when people bitch about their jobs. If all you do is complain about your Starbucks job, then shut the fuck up. Do something else. Yeah, go get another job. But if you're... First of all, I also said that your kid was like 30 and like doing nothing, but that's too late. Like she's already 30. <laughs> this starts when they're like 12 or 13. But um if you love like if somebody loves being a barista, fucking be a barista. Yeah. Hop around to different coffee shops. I used to when I was younger, I would be like, "Oh my god, he's a waiter. He's like old. That's sad." That was stupid of me. I was a kid who had no right, yeah. um exposure to the real world. <laughs> Um, that's cool. Does he love it? Sure. Does he get to do, you and know, even if whatever he, doesn't he love wants. it? Maybe he loves the fact that he gets to take those tips and go sure. buy a guitar and yeah. play guitar all day. Like, you know, but that's, that's, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say that it seemed to me like what you were saying was the arbitrary, like, you know, you must, you, you got to have a college degree definitely by 22 right. and you yeah. definitely have to be married and with a long-term boyfriend before that. And you definitely have to have, it's more, to, it's saying more so to say, yeah, absolutely. She's it's gone into a cocoon. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Come back, Oha. I'm back. I'm out. I'm flourishing. Um, no, Her but Christmas the, is broken. No, no, the notion of that is definitely, it's like adding pressure and making everybody fit into like a, a cooking time, a baking yeah. time. Like it's we like can't all be done by and that's what's been really cool about our marriage is we have been very upfront with like so maybe we want to have a kid the only thing we have to make sure we keep track of is whether either of our bodies are able to make children at a certain point or that's your only that's like, like our a, only barrier on like when should we have a kid like okay. we don't want to have one right now mm-hmm. so we will not and then like 
if we still don't want to have one and we are going to the doctor and the doctor is telling either of us, like, if you're going to want to have a kid, now's a good time because you're running out of time with the way your body works. Then we'll be then we'll have the discussion if we get to that point. Like we are really enjoying the, the there are moments where I love my family and I enjoy a lot of the people that I am now part of their family on her mm-hmm. side. And I know she has already become very close with my family. But there are times where, you know, all groups of people, we come home and we're like, Ugh, Thank man, God. I'm glad the two of us just live in a house together. <laughs> like, it's just this great. Yes. And I have so many great examples from my mom and dad. Like, they are a great marriage. They have been through some shit. Mm-hmm. And they are celebrating 30 years in September. And that's fucking, that is Elizabeth's entire life. They have been uh-huh. married as long as she has been alive. And Elizabeth's parents are split up and we do two Christmases. And I know her dad's side of the family and I know her mom's side of the family. And like, it's, it's nice to meet all those people. And so she has things that she likes and dislikes about her upbringing in regards to that and like bringing them together and using that empathy. You're talking about like, man, I cannot stand one of her uncles, but I, but he also really, really loves his wife and Mm -hmm. treats her very nicely, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and there are times with my parents where I'm like, I really, love them and they've done amazing things for me mm-hmm. but dear god like every there are just <laughs> moments where we get to come home and we'd be like yeah all right so we're gonna take this and we like this we don't want any of that and our marriage is going very well like uh-huh. it's you know it's like three months old but it's <laughs> real good it's a baby it's good a job baby you marriage. have a baby it's your marriage it's, oh, uh, hey i think that it uh, first of all i think it's great to pick and choose your sometimes shitty things happen just so we can learn not to do them. Yeah. You know, how your parents talk to you about something. I, I've said that since I was a kid. When I grow up, I'm never going to do this to kids. When mm. I grow up, I'm not going to do this. Or I am going to do this. Um, I think that what it stems from what you were saying, Oha, I know that we're like wrapping up, but it's from like parents' obsession with their kids. Because once you have kids, it really, you know, they say, your life's not about you anymore. It's about that baby. Mm. And it's because they've spent their whole life Looking at you, raising you, your mom has this whole idea from the moment she holds you as a child of what your life is going to look like. You're going to grow up. You're going to meet a man, get married. You're going to study this and do this. And this is what it's going to look like. And she'll go to your house for dinner on Sunday and all (laughs) this shit. And they spend all of these years and then you get older and you're like, I don't, that's not what I want to do. That. Like breaking that. That's what I think parents need to like wake the fuck up. Like you're young and if y'all are going to have kids, that's what you should be aware of. Don't be so obsessed with them. Like learn that they're their own people from a young age. Sure. I don't understand why parents try to like, but I don't have that feeling, I guess, um, of like wanting to control a whole child's clothing, hair, actions. You want them Ugh. to like, well, the, what I, where I think it comes from is they want that child to have the best possible the, life. Their the easiest the time. Yeah. The, the easiest, most smartest time in the world. Like they mm-hmm. want that kid to just, everything to be easy and taken care of for them. But innately, the, well, the nature of life is that everybody's going to have their own challenges yeah. and that you can't, um, you can't fix all those challenges mm-hmm. for them. And if you do, that will in and of itself create challenges mm-hmm. for them. Sure. So it's more about, I think what you're talking about, what we've all talked, it's a hybrid of things. Like you have to be able to roll with the punches, take in things, accept that you don't know shit. And again, 
my one of my greatest probably um, nightmares and then could be joys is what if like in the future I decide I have a, I want to have a baby and then it's a boy and then I'm like what the fuck am I do do what do this I do with this kid yeah. he's just a boy kid what am I gonna do with you you're nothing like anything I've ever experienced before so it's like um I definitely can see how I would also want to impose my uh-huh. hyper liberal open point of view on him because I think that that's what makes people happy. But maybe he's happy as like a guy who just doesn't really think deeply about stuff. I will you know, say like that, that's just him. It's I scary. will say that even like hearing you say this, I'm thinking about like the times that we do talk about kids. And me and Elizabeth were like, he'll like books and punk rock mm-hmm. and we might get him a thing. And now I'm realizing like, he'll like whatever he likes. Shit. Yeah. But that's, again, I, I feel like I'm bragging about my cool parents, but like my dad hates tattoos. He's not into them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the desire to modify one's body. He's just not, it's not like a violent, like you're going to hell. He's just like, why would you do that? It hurts, right? That's mm-hmm. stupid. And then when I turned 18, I was like, dad, I really want to get a chess piece. He was like, yeah, me and your mom will do uh, Sure, if that's your birthday present, fine. And I was like, I thought this was going to be a way longer conversation. He's mm-hmm. like, dude, whatever. Where are you going? Is it a good person? God damn it. Like, he uh-huh. was like, it was this like. I guess that's just support. Yeah, I think that's the most. Whoop. Whoop. I think that's the most important thing that it is. It's has just to happen support. in all this is just supporting people. The mm-hmm. overarching, empathetic, and wonderful support of your parents. Yeah. And them not trying to change you, you know? You know like what? Just... I struggle with this. And this is what but most parents, your parents kind of sound perfect. But you know what I do just listening to you talk made me realize like I forget that I once struggled with like certain things too. Yeah. So once I've grown out of a phase, then it's like I'm noticing that like the judgment I place on like my sister's kids or something. I did that too. Probably like a version of that. I, I did do that something a lot with stupid. like social shit. Like we were talking about like toxic masculinity yeah. and not being weird. Like if I see a dude be doing weird shit, or like hear about it and it's not like predatory weird mm-hmm. shit. It's just like that dude's just like, fucking weird. Yeah. Like I really want to be like, yeah, that dude's fucking weird. But then I have to be like, maybe no girl in his life has ever been like, hey bud, cut that shit out. Yeah. And so like he's not because you did it, it too. Because I, I have done all kinds it. of bad things, and then when other people do it, I'm like, oh my god, because I don't do that anymore. But I mean, you did, and I have and been blessed you... with exactly. I have been a shit, yeah. but I have been blessed with so many amazing, strong women that have lots not... of feedback. Lots of <laughs> feedback. <laughs> always ask. Always ask for feedback. I love some coaching. I say give feedback. That's one of the things that bums me out the most. Like the to go just headlong into the sexual discussion for a second. The orgasm. Well, let's talk about your dick, quick. The orgasm gap. It bums me out so much. So you've heard of the wage gap. Get ready for the orgasm gap. The orgasm gap. gap bums me out so much, and I feel like so mm. much of it could be helped by, and you guys have said this to other like men and women on your podcast before, is mm-hmm. like, tell people they're bad at sex. Yeah. Tell them they are bad at it. Tell them, If you are bad at it. Tell the them thing, how to get better. Be like, yeah, and don't just be like, you suck at sex. Bye. It's mm-hmm. like, I see what you were going for. Mm-hmm. But if you just... It is so incredibly hard, but it is so incredibly important. Because that's what I got. I had a girl in my, like, in the the early burgeoning aspect of me as a sexual person who, like, I tried a thing that looked like a thing I saw in a porn, and she was Mm -hmm. like, oh, never do that. And I was like, got it. You know, like, I want to hear what that was. (laughs) It was just like very, very fast hand action. Just like, Bah! Oh, 
he like finger blast. Yeah, like blasting with an exclamation point. Oh, at the end. geez, that's bad. I'm gonna get you a shirt that says "Make a woman come for once," and then you can like maybe I that could be a conversation starter for other men. It's so important. It's yeah. the thing that is Cam, a shirt that I want. The it's, thing Cam said in, on that fucking Grey's Anatomy episode. It's it's a right, not a privilege. That's yeah. yeah. It's That's a right, so, not a privilege. It, I just sex. We've said this many times. Sex is over when a man comes. That's what we've been taught. So it's up to you. Maybe you should have kids to just to teach future generations. That, like, teach your you boys des- how to have sex. I'm yes, gonna, girls deserve tell, tell them. You, men need to do. It. I've I'm said that to my sixteen-year-old right nephew. This is my review for this podcast. Mm-hmm. That thought I heard from your podcast, and I was like. Fuck, it is over. That's not cool. Yeah. Like, I, I was listening to an episode of this podcast, and you Thank said that. You. And I was like, oh, shit. And mm-hmm. I considered myself, like, a solid lover. I mm-hmm. have gotten the, you know, there's the terrible, like, never gotten any complaints. But because <laughs> no one's going to say anything. But people have been like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people have been like, you're good. You're good at that thing that mm-hmm. we just did. Like, that's good. And we, but I never realized, like, Oh shit! Mm-hmm. She could totally not be done. They could come all day long, and it's not a problem for them. Like, hey, don't feel bad. When I thought of that, and I'm sure that that's like something somebody else has it's talked probably about on a shirt. When I thought of that, like how sex is over when a guy comes, I was like, "Whoa!" Like, yes, that it, we all knew yeah. that that's how it's portrayed. But I, when I thought about it, and I was like. Holy shit! Things it's done to people, whatever. Hey, write that review on iTunes. You know what I mean, buddy? Um, Greg, we appreciate you. I love that um, people had to listen to the very end to hear about Dick Talk. But will you come back and like only talk about Dick? We could totally do a sex episode. Yeah, we can absolutely Uh, do a sex. Okay, guys. Well, we love Greg, Cody. We want you to check out yourself. Where can people find you? Um, I'm on Instagram as at pretty great guy. You can listen to my band where Greg Cody and the real life friends dot bandcamp.com. My last name is spelled C O T E yeah, by the way. It's a cool one. Um, and yeah, I do stuff around town. Come see Tamarie's Merry Evening of Mistakes and Regrets at the Catastrophic Theater right oh, now. Yeah. That runs till August 12th. And then, yeah, I'll be doing stuff here and there. Okay. Well, I mean, we want you guys really to review. That's true. Um, but we should also thank Mockingbird. Yes. And Oha, you're our sound person right now. So you're you're doing it, baby. Absolutely. Um, okay guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mockingbird Network.